Welcome to Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers, a podcast for women of color and first gen who are breaking generational cycles and glass ceilings by going places no one before them has ever gone. I'm your host, leadership coach and eldest daughter of immigrants, Mariella Delamora. I left a 16 year marketing career to create a multiple six-figure-a-year coaching business as a single mom. Each week, you'll learn how to build unshakable self-trust, become in demand, lead with confidence, and make more money by being more of who you are. Hello, everyone. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk to you today about how I turned $1,000 into $73,000 through thought leadership and how you can do the same. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this because this is accessible to everyone, whether you are in corporate or whether you have a business. So to set the stage, I'm going to share how my first in-person speaking engagement turned into multiple clients, referrals, and just new business that continued to flow in even years later. I'm going to share how and why it happened. And I'm also going to talk about how you can extract the stories and the thought leadership that you have right now that you could be sharing that will cause you to be unlike anybody else in your market. Again, whether you are in corporate or an entrepreneur and and how your thought leadership drives revenue, essentially. So before we dive in, I want to just talk about like what is thought leadership, why it is important. So thought leadership essentially is how you think about what you do. You're really looking at like your industry, you're looking at your field of work, and you're thinking about like, what is happening here? What are some trends? What are some unsolved problems? What is what is something that no one else is talking about that I think is important? And what is my perspective on that? So that's an invitation to bring in your own experience, your lived experience, your culture, your identity. How can you look at the field that you're in, the niche that you're in, the industry that you're in, and you're thinking about what is happening within my world that no one else is talking about? What are some unmet needs? What are some unsolved problems? What is important? Why is it important? And how do I see that? What do I want people to think about this? So thought leaders essentially drive movements where they call attention to a perspective And they influence people on how to think about that thing. That's why it's leadership. And the reason that this is important is because at a certain point, you need to become known for something that is bigger than what you do, bigger than your resume, bigger than your offers, your coaching offers, your done for you service, bigger than your business. It is you. It is your brain. It is your perspective. It is the way you think. And the reason that's important is because there's always going to be a sea of people with similar job titles, similar offers, similar something, but your thought leadership is what is always going to make you stand out and make you like incomparable. And this is the case no matter what. Like I came from 16 years in marketing. A big part of my job was taking a product that even if hundreds of people had that literal exact product what is the story behind this thing that will make it stand out? But with people, it's actually so much easier to stand out because people are so dynamic. They have so many different layers to their stories. They have so many perspectives. And even if you are selling, let's say an agency service or done for you provider service where you're not necessarily selling yourself, but like your, your brain, right? You are selling your perspectives. It's still important. 
The reason thought leadership is important is because at a certain point, you need to become known for something bigger than what you do. In this way, it expands your options because if you ever want to sell your business, if you ever want to expand, if you want to pivot, if you want to introduce something brand new, if you want to get paid to speak, if you want to write a book, your thought leadership is the backbone to that. Your thought leadership is the platform, the catalyst that will allow you to do any and all of those things. So your thought leadership is so much bigger than you. That is what makes people come up to you and want to interview you and want to hear your perspective. Thought leaders get consulted first. People want to know. They'll pause and they'll listen for what you have to say. And this may seem intimidating, like, oh my gosh, like, do I even have a perspective like this? I guarantee you do. Especially, especially if you have any kind of background where you are marginalized, mostly because if you come from a marginalized background, number one, your perspectives have not been centered. And you're also looking at other people and other, you know, other people who have also felt unseen. So you're innovating by default by being a person from a marginalized background, right? So it also differentiates your solution through your story. So thought leadership is a way of saying, here's what I do, but because of my perspective and because of who I am and because of my story, I deliver this solution differently. I see this differently. So instantly you stand out amongst anybody else. Your thought leadership also makes you memorable because Your thought leadership has stories attached to it. It has perspectives attached to it. And stories are 22 times more memorable than facts, especially when you're connecting that story to your work. So we really want to get this clear and have it be something that you really see that you are sitting on already. And I guarantee you are. So let's dive into the actual story, right? Of how I turned $1,000 into $73,000 through thought leadership. I got invited to speak at my first in-person event. And this was post-pandemic 2021. It was a conference. And the attendees to this conference were all going to be Latinas, many of whom were first-generation daughters of immigrants. And I was the opening speaker. And I was terrified. I was like, are you sure? I don't know. This is a lot of pressure. And I was really scared. And I remember like at the time, like looking back two years ago, I'm able to put names to things that I was doing that I wasn't actively thinking about. This is a lot of what, you know, I do as a coach is kind of think about like my natural strengths that I wasn't trying to do. What I did was I went to speak at this event in New York. It was my first time in New York. And again, I was so scared. (laughs) And so I remember thinking, There's no way that I'm going to do this thing based on me feeling super prepared and rehearsed because I'm not going to feel, I'm going to feel like a robot. I just kind of want to know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to just let the stories, I'm going to let the, like my higher self just channel through and let's see what happens. And the story that I told at this event was about how coming into New York the day before that it was my first trip there. I was in my Uber. We were crossing the Williamsburg Bridge. And I looked to my left and the van that was next to me, there was a guy that was like speaking in Spanish really loud on speakerphone with someone. They were talking really loud back. And next to me, there was another car and he was playing like reggaeton. 
and like drumming on the steering wheel. Then there was another man that was like walking between the cars, kind of like when you're driving from TJ from Tijuana into like San Diego and the cars are like in a line and there's like people and they're selling stuff. Like this man was selling like bottles of water, botellas de agua. And I was like, man, <laughs> I feel so at home in this place that I just got to. And I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time, which is hella white. Love Portland, but it was like the whitest place I've ever lived. Like I've I've like literally only ever been around like black and brown people. So I think at the time it just hit me even harder that I was like, oh, this feels so good. Oh, this feels so good to just be surrounded with Latino culture. And so I opened with that story and I was like, you know what? Why is this relevant? The reason that I'm sharing this with you is because there's so much power in seeing yourself represented and how at home I felt. And I said, the reason I'm sharing this with all of you is because whatever that dream is that you're sitting on or that you've started that you feel like isn't possible for you, it's important that you keep going because there are women who look like you who are waiting for you to be that example because they're not going to quite believe it until they see you do it. It's going to matter so much more. And then I talked to them about, and I know that this is hard because going after your dreams, whether it's growing your business, going all in, you know, maybe getting beyond a certain point in corporate, but a lot of the times entrepreneurship brings this up. And I said, it's hard for us as daughters of immigrants because generational trauma has affected us in a way where we tend to, you know, want to play it safe or we don't believe fully in our capabilities. Being seen hasn't always felt safe. Failing hasn't always felt safe. We just rely on like hustle. I talked about how generational trauma affects us when we're trying to start or grow a business. But I ended that with, yes, we are all experiencing these things. We are finally getting out of survival mode, that the survival mode that our parents were in. And it wasn't our fault that we inherited these patterns, but it is within our control. So I called them to action. I was like, it's not your fault, but it's within your control. And at the time, this was not a thing that I was like, I'm going to do this concept. I was literally like, what can I tell these amazing women in this room that is going to move them to make themselves see themselves differently and understand their power and understand that by them even trying, they are motivating and inspiring someone. There are so many women waiting for them just to try because them just trying and just being seen and just moving through the healing process and using their voice is going to matter a hundred times more to a woman who looks like them than anyone else that attempts it, right? And I'm going to break this down later as to like what was actually happening here so that you can figure out what this means for you. But to wrap up the story, I finished speaking and I made so many people cry, <laughs> not intentionally, but so many people cried. They came up to me afterwards. They told me that they cried and they felt so seen and they felt so empowered and they'd never looked at this this way before. And you know, the, all I was doing was talking about my own stuff. I was just like, I'm just sharing my own struggle. Like I was super confident in corporate. I knew my stuff. I could give me, give me a challenge. I'm going to rise to it. The thing that made me feel the most vulnerable ever was starting a business. And I was like, how in the world, how in the world can someone who's a freaking high achiever and does good at everything, I achieve everything I've ever wanted. So all I did was like, I see there's some unmet need. And I had already started the process of like coaching daughters of immigrants, coaching first gen on entrepreneurship specifically, and working through those trauma responses in business, right? So it wasn't like I just made it up. I just brought that to the room. So they came up to me afterwards. I talked to them and that $1,000 that I was paid as a speaking fee 
turned into multiple clients. One of my clients, Danny, I met that day, or I think the next day, and she was already looking for a coach. So like already looking for a coach, I was there, we were introduced, and we're still working together to this day, two years later. Danny also recommended someone on her team because I'm a leadership coach. And so I coached that person that she referred to me. Also, one of my current private clients told me that that day she put me on her vision board and a year and a half later, she reached out. And I also coached another person that was involved in the event who became my client this year. So what's interesting about this is that I landed a client immediately. That client renewed multiple times and referred someone else the following year. And then the following year, which was this year, (laughs) two more clients, right? And I say this because it would be impossible for clients to reference that talk if it didn't impact them in some way. If it was just all about facts, they, that wouldn't, that doesn't stick to people's bones. You know what I mean? And it also goes to show that when you speak and you share your thought leadership and you share your story, you are planting a seed that is so deep that people carry it with them and they remember you and they remember how you made them feel. I forget there's a quote that literally just thought of it that's like, people might forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So that's why this happened. This is why $1,000 turned into 73000 And, you know, another reason that this worked too is that I was in the right room. You know, it was a very niche room. So I was able to get very niche and speak to them specifically instead of big fluffy generalities, right? So I would say also like when you are wanting to expand your brand and get visible, go for relevancy versus visibility, right? So that's how it happened. It was amazing. And one of the best, you know, experiences of my life, like where I really felt like, wow, like our stories really are powerful, right? And you just really never know who is thinking about you, who is thinking about working with you, how you affected people. For every one person who says something to you, there's 10 people who will never tell you anything, but you impacted them nonetheless. So I think that that's important to know as you're sharing and as you're serving your community to do so generously and freely and to not expect anything in return, but just know that the act of service and in wanting to share your story will pay off, but not because you're trying for it to, just because it will, because it matters and because it's relevant to them and people see themselves in your story. Now, how do you get clear on what your thought leadership is and what stories you could be telling? So there's three things. Get a notebook, pause this and come back. So the first one is What is a perspective shift that you want your audience to have? If you could shift their perspective on something that would really change their lives, what would that be? So another way you can ask this is, what do they need to know, understand, or believe in order to see themselves or see their future differently, right? What is the perspective shift you want them to have? And to just anchor into that, because that will be kind of your North Star. And the perspective shift that I wanted them to have at this event was, it's not your fault, but is it is within your control because I want to inspire them to know they're so powerful, right? Number two is, what is the unmet need that you serve? Now, this is bigger than a niche because anyone can pick a niche out of thin air. That doesn't mean people agree. <laughs> that doesn't mean people want or will be willing to pay that. An unmet need is something where this particular community is struggling with something or they deeply desire something, but they haven't quite been able to figure out how to make it work. They've tried this thing, they've tried that thing, and they're still struggling. Oftentimes, this is part of your own journey where there's an unmet need. 
a lot of the times what happens is there's an unseen community here. And that's why there's an unmet need, right? There's an unseen community that isn't specifically being innovated for or solved for, right? Sometimes an unmet need can be created by trends changing and things changing, right? And so then it creates this gap. Every business that was ever created, especially the most successful ones, were created off of a gap. And the gap could be the littlest gap. You think about like shampoos on the shelf. Like there's so many that they're like, oh, this one solves for this. This one solves for this. Any new tech platform, it's always like, oh, it's got this, but not this. Like there's always some sort of an unmet need, but I think it's actually easier to find it when you are the innovator because you're looking specifically at people and their behaviors and being like, who has been unseen that I can serve? I can give you some examples of unmet needs so that you can kind of see what they mean. And I'll use some of my current clients as examples. One of my clients is a leadership coach for people of color. And their unmet need is you cannot be a leadership coach for people of color and not address the fact that people of color work within organizations that experience systemic oppression and systemic racism. You also cannot be a leadership coach for people of color without acknowledging the fact that people of color have been disproportionately punished for things that are leadership skills, like assertiveness and being direct and being seen, right? So that's an unmet need. And many of my clients who have come to work with me as a leadership coach have said, I was on calls with like white men and I felt like they were just giving me the same generic advice, right? Because they don't understand why these things are hard for me. They don't understand that I don't have the same experience as my white coworker, right? So this client of mine who is a leadership coach for people of color, the unmet need is people of color need to be coached differently to acknowledge both oppressive systems and conditioning, right? That's an unmet need. These people need to be seen and helped differently. And that is what my client does, right? That's what I do as well. Another example of this is one of my clients is an agency owner. And they build systems for small businesses, like automation systems. And she and her team create systems with the neurodivergent entrepreneur in mind. And this makes me so happy because I'm a neurodivergent entrepreneur with ADHD. And the reason this is important is because systems and processes and us, you know, whether it's Airtable or like Zaps and all of this is very overwhelming if your brain feels like it's already all over the place because you have ADHD. So she's really like, Hey, she's she's also neurodivergent. And so she thought like, how could I create systems that work with your brain rather than changing the way you operate and think in order to work with your systems? Brilliant. Perfect. Amazing. She's so, so freaking good at what she does, right? But that's an example of an unmet need. You're just looking around and you're like, what's everybody talking about over here? Hmm. Does that work for me? Does that work for my people? Do I like that? Is there another way that we can do stuff? Why don't I like that? Do I like that? Do I not like that? Does this work for me? Does this work for my people? No? Okay. I'm going to be over here innovating and creating something new, right? So that's what she does. That's an unmet need. So those are two examples of an unmet need. Let's recap really quick. How do you get started on finding your own thought leadership is number one, the perspective shift you want them to have. Number two, what is the unmet need that you serve? Now, number three, tell sellable stories. So sellable stories are how you connect that unmet need to your solution. So there is an unmet need here like the neurodivergent entrepreneur, like the person of color in a position of leadership, right? How is your solution different because of who you are? In the case of the neurodivergent agency owner, it can be, I am a person with ADHD. I have children. I need systems that work with my life, that work with my visual brain. My brain needs to see things visually. I've met a lot of entrepreneurs who also need the same thing. That's why I build systems with this in mind. 
that work with your visual brain, right? Your visual creative brain. Like that is a sellable story because it's like, here's this unmet need. Here's how I solve it differently because of me, because of who I am, because of what I've observed. Same thing with the sellable stories around the leadership coach who serves people of color. So a sellable story is really just a bridge between that unmet need, your solution, and how it's different, and how it's different because of who you are and because of your experiences and how you see and serve them differently, right? So number one, what's the perspective shift you want them to have? Number two, what is the unmet need that you see and serve? And what are some sellable stories that you can tell to connect that unmet need to your solution? Now, I am going to have future podcast episodes that are just focused on sellable stories and that are just focused on unmet needs in the market and how that is the fastest path to profit because you're not going to be working against the grain. You're not going to be convincing people. You're not going to be making them problem aware and doing all the stuff that's already there. But for purposes of this episode, I wanted to just share those three things because I want you to know how to at least get started. And then in future episodes, we're going to dive in deeper into some of that. You could be on a hundred stages and just inspire people, but the sellable stories are what create demand because you're talking about something and you're like, and that's why I do what I do in this way. And that's why I use this framework. And that's why I make sure to do this, not this, because it helps you better, because it helps you differently, because it meets your needs. That's what turns visibility into demand. With that being said... I share this with you because I want you to know that you are all sitting on thought leadership. Again, especially if you're a marginalized person because you haven't been seen and centered. You're already an innovator. You already can see unseen communities, probably because you've been unseen to some capacity, right? And your thought leadership and your story can transform people's lives. It's also one of the only things that nobody else has but you. I guarantee you right now, you're all sitting on stories, experiences, thought leadership that are a goldmine that can help a ton of people. And really allowing yourself to say, how is my identity a competitive advantage? How are my past mistakes a competitive advantage? How is all of these things, how do all of these things allow me to see and serve my community differently and better? And I also will say, because I've had people ask me this question your story does not have to be struggly. You don't have to have gone through so much struggle in order for you to have a sellable story. Literally, your story just needs to be relevant to your audience. It doesn't need to be a struggle. It also doesn't need to be vulnerable. It doesn't need to be super deep. It just needs to be relevant to say, I see this need. This is how I see it. This is how I serve it differently because of who I am and what I know. And that's it. I hope that this was helpful for all of y'all. I want you to walk away from this being like, I have something to say. I have so many things to say that are relevant, that are bigger than me, that are bigger than my job or my offer or my business or my job title, that your experience, your story is not only like a nice to have, it is essential for differentiating yourself. It is essential for helping your people. I hope that this helps everyone here. I would love to hear your feedback. I will see you in future episodes. All of these concepts around sellable stories, around thought leadership, around strategic visibility and how the right room can drive revenue are all concepts that I teach in my mastermind, Reclamation Mastermind. 
We center you and your needs and your lived experiences as a woman of color and first gen. And we teach you how to create booked out demand with your thought leadership that can drive you to five figure offers so much faster because thought leadership is a huge part of selling and booking out five figure offers, of being in demand, of having people come up to you to ask you to speak, to be on podcasts, to be on stages without you pitching. I've never had to pitch. All of my opportunities have come to me and I want to see more women of color and more first gen on stages, on mics, sharing their stories, serving the heck out of their people and making a lot of money as a result. So thank you all. And I will see you all on the next episode.